It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. We are so excited to be here with you the day after Christmas and share a final thought from the Christmas story with you. Now, you know, this month we have been having so much fun looking at the Christmas story and hearing God and what he would speak to each of our stories in the story uh, that we found in the book of Matthew and Luke. And we have been referencing the tool that we have uh, used here on our podcast called The Reads. And we've gone over this uh, in these episodes many times, but many of you know that the R stands for read. We read the uh, story. E stands for examine. We ask the Lord to highlight uh, different places that we can study into or for some clarity to give us uh, direction on what he wants to speak. The A stands for application. We ask the Lord to show us um, the personal application from the passage that he wants to speak to us in that moment. D is dialogue. Uh, we talk and we listen to the Lord as we have some dialogue with him. And then S is C in the spirit. And we ask him to give us a picture or put us back in that moment, you know, as if we were one of the ones walking uh, the story out that we're reading. And we have found this to be just a great, effective way um, to really hear from the Lord. We are blessed today because I'm not just with Debbie, but I'm also with her dad, uh, Kurt Kahn, who is near and dear to our hearts. And he, uh, really was given this, uh, reads as a tool, um, from the Lord. And we've just enjoyed so much hearing from God as we've used this tool. So Mr. Khan, Dad Khan, Kurt, we are so happy that you're with us today and we are ready to jump in. If you're not familiar with the Reads tool, uh, you can go back and listen to episode 92 of Beyond the Building, where we really did a deep dive into how to use it and hear from the Lord with it. And actually, Laura, we have spent a number of months actually using that tool for practice. I can't this remember which are, but you can easily look through because we identify which ones are using the reads tool. And dad, you've been, this you're not a first timer here on Beyond the Building. <laughs> That's right. is, uh, number four or five. So thanks for joining us today. Well, it's always an honor and a pleasure when the older generation gets included in the activities <laughs> of the younger generation. I love being called the younger generation. Because I don't feel like I'm the younger generation anymore. I think about my child with that. So yes, we are all a younger generation, but I do appreciate that very much. Yep. And I appreciate dad that you're willing to jump into a very out of the box technology world that most of your peers are not doing, not doing podcasts. <laughs> I'm in 101. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, well, like Laura said, today we're looking at the story where the Magi visit the Messiah. We're looking at Matthew 2, uh, verses 1 to 12. So, Laura, how about you and I split this up? I'll, I'll read the beginning and you jump in. Sounds good. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. 
for out of you will come a ruler who will be shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming into the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Thanks, Laura. You know, I, I was just thinking I've taught this passage um, every year for years and years and years as a kid's pastor. But it's been um, the years that I've used the reads tool to help me identify how I'm going to teach the same story, right? It's never been the same message twice. It's really unique. And so that's mm -hmm. very much the case for me this time. So what we always encourage people to do is you read it through a couple of different versions and invite the Holy Spirit to draw your attention, kind of prompt you in a certain direction, a phrase, a concept, a character, something that he wants you to now focus your examine time uh, looking at. And I will tell you that I was drawn actually to King Herod. I've never really done a deeper dive on him. So from the exam, and I'm just going to a high level, I'm not going to share a lot of detail, but I was really drawn to Herod, specifically the verse two and three, when it, he hears that the Magi are asking, where's the one who's been born King of the Jews? The response in Herod in verse three, when he heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. Now that word disturbed in the Greek, it not only means agitator to stir up, but get this, to set in motion what needs to remain still. Mm. I was like, wow, that's a really interesting translation because he hears that there is a king of the Jews that's been born. That's what he calls himself. And it disturbs him to a point that it puts him in motion in a bad direction. Now we see where he starts heading in terms of, you know, find him, I'll go worship him. We know that's not the case. He has plans to kill him. And then you look at the extreme behavior of Herod, where he kills all those children under the age of two. Where's it coming from, right? It's mm. coming from this tyrant side of him. So I, I did a little more homework on him. They call him Herod the Great. There's a number of Herods in the New Testament, but the Herod the Great, he was a great builder, but they really focused on, he had a very long reign, um, 33 years, mm. uh, which interesting, isn't that how many years Jesus was on, you know, on mm -hmm. the earth, but he, they said he was an extraordinary political survivor. And so as he's a survivor politically, it means he is cutthroat, mm -hmm. right? Anybody yeah. that set themselves up against him, challenged him, threatened him, um, we're going to take away his throne. It got him to a point where he was thinking so irrationally that he executed his wife because he thought she was plotting against him. And then he did the same thing with his sons and another wife and his mother-in-law, all because he feared they were plotting. He didn't feel accepted by the Jews and he didn't really feel safe quite with the Romans. And, and so in order to maintain that power, that position of authority that he had, he became a tyrant 
and and he was talking about walking on eggshells around somebody. So that's where I was drawn is actually doing some homework on Herod himself. So that's where I was going. Dad, what what was the Holy Spirit drawing you towards? It's interesting. I was uh, eating my cereal and reading the passage again for the umpteenth time. <laughs> and I, suddenly I kind of realized something uh, that God loves to use the un likely and unqualified people why in the world would we use pagan gentile astrologers to announce the the work of his kingdom mm -hmm. in the uh, scriptures and for all eternity they're in the scriptures i began to realize that most of the people who are noteworthy in the bible are actually plain ordinary people when we first meet them in God's plan for them, they become extraordinary people when God encounters them. For instance, Abraham, the father of the faith, was a wealthy pagan idolater. David was the least of Jesse's impressive sons, and he became the greatest king of Israel. Mm. Moses was set adrift by his mother, trained in the ways of Egyptian royalty, mm. put in the wilderness to tend sheep for 40 years, not wanting to obey the call of the Lord to lead the people out. <laughs> Unlikely, unworthy. Uh, Mary, Mary, what a wonderful example. A teenage girl chosen by God, a peasant girl, to give birth to God the Son. Oh, amazing, amazing. <laughs> Goodness, it's overwhelming. Common shepherds were to announce the birth, you know, and give, give glory to God as they came to see the baby. And finally, my favorite one, 12 pretty clueless disciples <laughs> changed the Roman Empire and established the Christian church. And one more, if I could add another one. The Apostle Paul, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, the greatest enemy of the early Christian church, a murderer who became the greatest apostle of the church and who wrote most of the New Testament. <laughs> the people, their resumes were not good. Uh -huh. They became noteworthy and, and uh, honored by God after their encounter with him. Amen. Amen. You know, I, that reading that list, I love thinking about all of the people in the Bible and that God uses normal, ordinary, flawed people. That just really is, speaks to my heart, you know, when we all look at ourselves that way. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're in good company. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, as I was reading Matthew 2, um, I was really following the progression that the uh, wise men were taking from the time they, they realized uh, there was a star in the sky until they actually uh, encountered Jesus uh, and Mary and, and his parents. And so I, I see these words were popping off of the page at me as I was reading the passage. And one was that they were very inquisitive, like they wanted to know more, right? They were looking for truth. They saw a star in the sky. They knew something was on the way. And so they wanted to search out the truth more. And so they were very inquisitive. Their in inquisition, right, their curious nature took them to the place where they encounter the king, like you were just talking about, Deb. And I, I think this is so interesting because they follow, they see the star, they're curious, they go to a place where they think they can get information to find out more. And when the king um, starts speaking into their story, like, well, why don't you go find out more? And when you find it, bring them back. They didn't forget the purpose of their journey. And, and I'm 
what I wrote down here was it could have been really exciting for these guys to think they were having an audience with the king, right? The earthly king. And, and when you encounter the earthly king, especially one that so many people feared, would you not sometimes kind of get a little off course? Like, man, we cannot wait to get back and tell people that we just encountered the king. Like we were just in the palace. Right. But they never forgot that they were searching out the truth. And so they didn't let something on their path, distract them from the place that they were trying, that they knew they were purposed to go. And so they continued to have their eyes on the star, the marker, God's promise regardless than switching it, you know, to a distraction along the way. And from that place where they actually got to the place, the star stops, the marker that they're following stops. We read in the scriptures that they're overjoyed because they, they come to the place where they encounter the true king, right? Jesus, who far supersedes any earthly king. And when they get to that place, they start to worship. And the thing that kind of caught my eye on this was they had followed the star like an indicator as to where they were supposed to go for so long. I mean, it doesn't really tell us how long they followed the star, but can you, they came from the East, right? They came from a long way away. So I'm picturing them following this star for such a long time. They're following this marker, this indicator that they were on God's path. But when they got to the truth, right, it wasn't about the marker anymore or the indicator. They saw the one that it was pointing toward and they, they worshiped. And in that moment of worship, they gave offerings. And I think one of the things with the examine for me that stuck out here was like so many times uh, when we're when we're pursuing truth or what God has for us next, or we want to know more about him, right? It's like, well, then I had this sign or then I had this marker, like the star was a tool, but it led to the one they would worship and not to take our eyes, the king, the star, all of these things are things that we can tend to focus on, on our path that we're following Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't do that. They just kept on going until they got to the place where God was purposing them. And then boom, it was worship and sacrifice and gifts. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was, um, that was what I felt the Lord was leading me to with the wow, three examine. Very, yeah. very different. Yeah, totally. <laughs> right. Where he calls our attention to it. So the next part of the reads is application and you narrow this down. You have one sentence. I need to remember. It's almost like condense it, right? This is where it gets tricky to try to put it into one sentence, but here's what I had. I need to remember that the root attitude of pride opens incredible doors to fearfulness, distrust, deceit, and extreme perspectives. Mm. First, just to remind everybody, I was focused on Herod and this root of pride was what opened the door to all this that those descriptions. Dad, what would you narrow yours down? You were looking at unlikely people. Yes. I need to have a much broader perspective, appreciation, and concern for other people, especially those who are not Christians, because God so loved the world. Amen. Amen. I have I need to remember. It's not about what points me to God, what I do or how he calls me to serve. If I am searching for, if what I am searching for doesn't end with worship to the king and surrender as an offering, then I'm on the wrong path or just enamored by a star. Hmm. So then what you do in dialogue is you take it a step further and you ask, Father, what do you want to speak to me about this, you know, this particular passage and, and we'll just read right from our 
um, dialogue. This is your, your writing the, as you hear this flow of the Holy spirit speaking to you, it's usually us in the first person, you know, God is saying, I want to tell you. So Debbie, I really, I want you to really take a look at how Herod's pride led to an incredible downfall that destroyed the lives of so many. Herod's position of power and authority ignited a thirst for more. Pride causes a person to become consumed with protecting what they have at all costs. Pride leads to a person's obsession with self-preservation. There develops a distrust of others who receive attention or they receive accolades. You know, pride will place all the emphasis on what is in this for me and how can I keep it this way? Pride leads to a warped perception of reality. Pride uses people, and when they are a perceived threat, people are cast off. How did Herod the Great become a tyrant that he's known for being? And, he, and this is just, God asked me a question, pride. So as you experience being in positions of influence, as you experience accolades, always give the honor to me. I am the giver of all give, good gifts in your life. I give and I can take away. Pride is one of the greatest open doors that leads to downfalls for pastors. All glory, all honor goes to me. So walk humbly before me. Never think to yourself, I would never become a leader like Herod. Remember, Herod did not begin at that degree of evil. He merely opened a door and he kept it open. I was like, mm. wow. Mm. Wow. That was sobering. Beautiful. How about sure. you? <laughs> Lord, what do you want to say to me regarding this scripture of the Magi? Kurt, as I have already given you an application, I want to enlarge your perspective of people who are not yet born again Christians. I am reminding you that the issue is one of the heart. I also remind you that you do not fully understand what is happening in the hearts of other people, especially non-Christians. You are intrigued by this account of the Magi because you see the fruit of faith, loving generosity, and worship that comes against your stereotypical view of non-believers, which I prefer you to call pre-believers. Mind <laughs> cool. you that my thoughts and my ways are infinitely greater than yours. So you are wondering what you should do in response to what I'm saying to you. Relax. It is simple and it is easy. Just love them. Love and be gracious toward others, especially those who are different from you. Pray for more of my agape love to be given to you. You can be sure that prayer will be answered and you will see others with more of my perspective. Wow. Mm, mm. I love that. Um, my dialogue is, Laura, I need you to know that as I lead you and you see the star, the only true joy on your journey should come from knowing you've come to the place of worship. There are questions in your heart. You're looking for signs and stars that will point you to the path, but the path leads to me, period. Anything and everything you try to make the center will distract you from finding me and finding me reveals the lies so you can see the truth clearly. Uh, don't ask other kings where to go or what to do. My star will lead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to pray into that a little more. I was going to say, this is the kind of thing where <laughs> all of us are sitting here going, 
I need to just chew on that some more. Yeah, yeah for that sure. the cool thing about these reads? You know? Yes, yes. Like, uh, I've never taught this mm-hmm. like this before. Mm-hmm. So the final part of the reads, we did read, examine, application, dialogue, see in the spirit. You merely invite the Holy Spirit. What do you want me to see out of this? You don't have to stress. And dad, the Lord gave you recently the five R's, the step of the, the see in the spirit. Do you remember what those are? Hey, Lord. Yeah, I was striving to have a vision of heaven like Paul did, you know, uh-huh. and it really got, I got caught up in it. It was a work of the flesh. You know? And God broke in on me one time and he says, you're striving. Stop striving. It's the mm. five R's. I said, oh, what are what the, the five R's? I like it when he does that because I'm yeah. what I think of the five R's, right? So he says, relax, rest, <laughs> request, receive and record love mm, it yeah for sure yeah i could add an analogy here which has been helpful over the years it's like going to a movie you expect the show to start you you can't make it start and you didn't make the story you just sit there and have faith that, that it will start that you'll start yeah yeah good way to approach seeing in the spirit that's awesome yeah i love that and don't run that. to the bathroom while you think you know you have time <laughs> All right, so see in the spirit. This is what the Lord showed me. And and even as I read this, you know how you're trying to describe what you're seeing. I had trouble really capturing what I was mm. seeing with words, but I see a small door. Remember, I'm talking about Herod and pride, right? I see a small door. It's simple in design, but I see it just beyond the door is a large expanse of space. The door is light in color. And I'm looking at this scene from above, looking beyond the door and right beyond the door, the colors are light, kind of bright for a section. And then I see the colors getting increasingly darker and the scene further out is all dark. Mm. So I asked the Lord, just what do you want to say to me about what I'm seeing? And he said, the, um, the small door is just that open door of pride. And when you go through it at first, it doesn't look bad. It looks light, like it's Mm. not a problem. But the farther in you get, the longer you leave that door open, the darkness starts to overwhelm it until it's this expanse of darkness. Mm. Said the best thing, don't ever open the door. Mm. So that's what, like I was looking at that, I thought that's really Mm. interesting. I wanted to follow it up with a question. What do you you want to speak to me about that? Mm. Mm. So go ahead, dad, what did you get? As I was receiving the dialogue, I was seeing me lifted up above the earth. I see me looking down on everything, the planet, and crowds of people inhabiting different areas of the globe, as you would see it from up in space. So it is also as much of an impression as it is actually seeing. The feeling is more one of compassion and somehow a new perspective. Now I do see something else. I see a large red beating heart on the area of my chest. Mm. It is a very encouraging thing to see. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, dad, what is really cool, you aren't here for the recording of the third podcast, but my C in the spirit, my C from that podcast member, Laura, that we did um, about the shepherds, I saw a globe. Hmm. I, and it was, it was this uh, burst of light. It was a dark globe. And then this 
like a burst of exploding light that hit the globe and it starts spreading out mm. it's from his perspective of the globe except there were dark spots mm. where the light did not go and those were the people mm. that were resisting yeah the light which you know so much of your reads about that the people that are not yet mm-hmm. in the light so that's just neat that you're describing kind of the the earth yeah. from a distance and god's heart it just mm-hmm. comes back to what is his heart mm-hmm. for people for all people mm-hmm. and that's why jesus came and if, man if we had yeah. to wrap up a uh a, a four-part series on why did jesus come it's the heart of the father Amen. I asked, I asked a Reed's class one time. I said, "Why are there similarities among what you're sharing?" And they thought about it for a while, and I said, "What's what's common to all this? All of us have the Holy Spirit." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's awesome. Well, my C was uh, standing in an open space and uh, understanding that there were many kings around me, and that each one was trying to distract me for their its own purpose, but my eyes were on the star and I, I sensed that my eyes were on the, the star and there was this, um, you know how Joshua says, uh, you've never been this way before, mm-hmm. but as I'm standing here with so many Kings trying to distract and my eyes are on the star, there was this sense I have been this way before. Mm. And so, uh, keep your eyes on the star because you know, you have been this way before. And so, um, that, that it was just a lot of distractions, but I understood that if I kept my eyes focused because I'd already been this way before <laughs> that it would work out, you know, everything would work out. So yeah, um, we are really grateful for all three of these uh, ways that the Lord has spoken to us. And perhaps uh, one of these has spoken to you, or perhaps you did a reads on this particular passage as well in Matthew chapter two. Um, regardless where you find yourself on this day after Christmas, it's never too late to open up the Christmas story and see what the Lord would speak to your heart. So you can jump in and and go to Matthew 2 and, and ask the Lord to speak to you from this uh, particular passage as well. This is our final episode in 2022, which is just crazy. Wow, wow, wow. And we're so thankful that you've been with us on this journey. Uh, we're really looking forward to seeing what God has for us in 2023. Looking forward to staying connected with you all. And thank you again uh, from the bottom of our hearts. Just Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we will see you in 2023. Excited to see what God has for us there. uh, And we will let you know as we get closer. Take care, guys, and Happy New Year. Love you guys. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.